Um, uh, that was good. I enjoyed that, Ed. Was it? Uh, was a bit reco- good. It was a bit good. We're rec- recording this at three minutes past eight on Wednesday night. Having you mean just you went, watched... you went Old Trafford part timer? Classic. Exactly. Classic. All those um, slightly eerie videos shot from before the game of just it looking silent and echoey on match day. Um, but before we get onto all that stuff, the rap, the rap was nice. Yeah, mm. I just wanted to start by saying we've just watched Manchester United absolutely demolish Sheffield United in one of the most one-sided Premier League games between two teams one place apart in the league that there's probably ever been, right? Uh, a complete and utter demolition. Yeah. Uh, what were we worried com- about? Complete. Well, we we're, were worried about Sheffield United pre-COVID, post-COVID. They're, they're not very good, apparently. They've, they've uh, not hit the ground running at all. Whatever United's preparations were has really worked. They came on strong against Spurs in the second half um, when Spurs didn't look at the races and United looked fit. And they started the game in the same fashion, didn't they? So, I mean... Uh, Sheffield United had two shots in the first uh, 12 minutes, uh, which Jamie Redknapp uh, took to mean a positive start. For that. I was like, what are you talking about, Jamie? 0.1 XG. Last last mention of XG I'll make during this um, podcast. I can't promise 0.12 XG. You could almost get by accident. Like, you know, just a misplaced pass was recorded as a as a shot or the goalkeeper hits it a bit too long. It's, it's, hard. it's hard. There cannot have been many occasions in the Premier League that a team has got that little XG. Anyway, just to say, Sheffield United did absolutely nothing in this game and United were very good. Just stroked the ball around. It was lovely to see the passing. Pogba ended the game with the most chances created. Even though, actually, I don't think it was his best ever game for United, but it was a very effective one. It was It's because he was deeper, but he still managed to create those chances. Bruno, with all the flicks and tricks, many of which weren't coming off for the first half, but one came off big time in the second half. Um, and Martial with a hat-trick. Yes. Just, I mean, so the first league hat-trick since Alex Ferguson retired, I'm not sure if, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard that statistic anywhere in the last... Uh, uh, two hours but I've seen it mentioned an awful lot lovely that it was um Martial to do it playing at number nine a lot of doubt has been cast on his ability to play as a center forward um but I don't share that doubt obviously as has been 19 goals in all competitions it's his best ever return for United and he, he scores goals when he's in the center so yeah there's seven league games the FA Cup and the Europa League he could finish on 25 goals I mean he should finish on 25 plus goals and that's mm. what you want from your leading striker. Yeah. And a front five. I mean, the, the really exciting thing about this this game, the excitement started right from the announcement of the team sheet because we had the front five that we were hoping we would have. And it was uh, maybe Matic ahead of McTominay. But actually, I think good game. Matic should be, should be first choice ahead of McTominay at the moment. I think he was good again today. And we have to remember he was good for, what, two months straight? I don't remember exactly, but... I remember him being good for an extended period at the yeah, back and, end. Of- and, and I don't know whether I, I quite agree with he should be first choice. It's a little bit horses for courses where, where you're going to have a lot of possession like this. Matic is a better player on the ball, for sure. Yes. And when he's not under pressure, he looks good. When you need an engine, it's not Matic. Yeah, and I, no, I'd be obviously. worried if we were playing Bruno and Pogba and Matic, say, away from home 
against a team that had a lot of energy in midfield. And I, I, I just, they'd just be players flooding past um, Matic. Although Pogba played an extremely disciplined game today. For, uh, as he, for as, he always, as, always, as he always does. As he always does. And you don't get the best side of him. Of course, it's he can be more devastating when he's further forward, but he still managed to create chances today. Yeah, and it's like uh, the, you say you don't get the best out of him, but he was skipping past players, creating chances, doing madnesses. Like um, one of the beautiful things is it's just visibly clear on the pitch that he doesn't feel like he has to do everything. He's looking around. Going, he's got Rashford in form on the left and Mourinho not managing him. Martial ahead of him, Greenwood on the right, and Fernandez alongside him. It's he just looks around like, oh yeah, I can try some stuff, do some stuff. If I'm if I'm in a, a tight corner, of course there was there was one moment, the one where um it was when it was 2-0 still, and um Martial ended up nicking the ball off him. That run, I mean you say you didn't see the Pester Pogba in this game, we did for like a couple of minutes because that was as good as anything's ever done <laughs> like absolutely extraordinary the the drag past like where he, he puts his his foot above the ball and drags it past the defender i mean it's it was miraculous i mean of course the coverage started on sky sports with Sunes and rednap having to go at him i, I just honestly it's just <laughs> i don't want to labor this point because we've talked about it too much but for <laughs> sake i mean come on guys it's so Boring and so ridiculous. Just leave it. If you've got nothing more to say, shut the f*** up. Or stop watching them. We should all just stop watching them. We should all stop giving them attention. Because they're playing the game. They they are the Katie Hopkins of football. Like, they, they we shouldn't... I mean, we genuinely shouldn't even be addressing it at some point. Like, yeah. we've made the point. They're, they are... We've laboured the point because it's a point that's worthy of labouring... It's disgraceful and pathetic and and doesn't bear any relation to reality. They can just sod off. Like, if yeah. they're going to say that stuff about... They're going to say that about a man like Paul Pogba. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Anyway, um, uh, final point on Sunes. Uh, earlier in the week, he gave an interview in which he said that Aaron wan shouldn't be going to ground so much and he never gets forward. It was kind of sweet when wan set up the second goal. Well, let's talk about the first goal first. Yeah, which uh, wan was right up the pitch taking the throw in um, yep. that's, that started the, the, ball, the, the ball rolling. And what a goal it was! Um, producer Tom in the uh, in the no question about that WhatsApp saying United need more goals like that bread and butter, which led to a discussion about the high quality of bread and butter he must be eating because that was an exceptional bread and butter goal. Rashford leathers across in. I don't know whether he meant for Martial to be able to snap that in from where he was, or if he was trying to get it past him to the back post. But Martial with incredible control to keep the ball down and get it on target at that pace i mean all sorts happens when you when you put a ball into that kind of area with that kind of pace i, I think that's perfectly legitimate from that that point of view especially you've got someone who's got good touch good feet like martial and and if he doesn't get it it's bouncing off a possibly bouncing off a defender into the goal so that yeah. seems uh, that seems perfectly legitimate good 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 uh good, good quality by rashford to to get the space and then put the ball in yeah, absolutely. Then we had a couple of moments of um, Rashford struggling a bit. There was uh, there was the one with the air shot, right? Um, so he, he, the ball came across over the top of him. Lovely ball. Um, was that maybe from Fernandez? Can't remember exactly. I haven't got notes, but anyway, lovely ball. Rashford has a kind of skyer at it. Then 
There's a counter-attack. Martial is released. He stayed onside. We should just, you know, talk about centre forward play. He he pulled he tracked his he pulled his run back in, so he kind of curved it around the offside trap. Acres of space. Keeper commits, at which point Martial slides the ball into Rashford, who sadly uh, got his feet all muddled. I'm sure he wasn't expecting the pass. I'm sure he was expecting Marcel to try and dink the keeper. Yes, I'm sure Trashford was trending on Twitter at that point for 3.4 seconds. <laughs> no, it's really just... funny, though. There's a community of people that, like, absolutely hate him. It's really, it's really, don't get sucked into that. Uh, no, abyss, uh, no. And, but uh, I, I can't yeah. find it amusing. Yeah. I, I, again, I just don't want to give them any airtime either. Like, this is just stupid, isn't it? Rashford, with two assists in this game, I mean, he, he made those two mistakes um, with chances and he kind of looked a bit fed up with himself at the end of the game. Understandably so, because he obviously wants to be taking those chances. But, always worth saying, um, very good for a centre-forward to be in a position to miss big chances. <laughs> sure, and it was a really big got... chance. Um, yeah. But but it, it was United creating openings, and uh, yeah. as, as United did for the enti- en- entire game. So. Yeah. Absolutely. So, as you what, kind of did... expect with that front six as well, you'd you'd want to create chances, wouldn't you? So the second goal comes. Uh, there was a little period um, after the drinks break once again where Sheffield United had a little bit of possession. Yeah, chance to reorganise. Of... United like came out of the drinks break uh, a bit a bit slow, I think. Mm. Yeah, um, but then and I was kind of a bit worried at that because it was only one nil and United had these massive chances and hadn't taken them so you think oh no is this going to be another one of those uh, but very much not because uh Aaron Wan-Bissaka with some truly wonderful work on the right wing just absolutely brilliant yeah well look it was um it was nice all round I mean Mason Greenwood and Matt Hitch down the left uh was sort of passing to each other for a while uh, a good ball inside by Matt Hitch and then it you're thinking because it, it rolls to Bruno he has two chances to shoot and doesn't. I'm like, it's amazing. It's one of the first times in Bruno's career he's not had a shot. <laughs> um, Stephen Ireland's number one fan, Bruno Fernandes. You've you not been following this one? Oh, no. I won't spoil it for you. Just just go Google Stephen Ireland Bruno poster. So Bruno Fernandes had a Stephen Ireland poster on his wall? Yes. Oh, that's very glorious. Special. It's very special. That's I'm glorious. hoping it was one... Uh, the one in his um, white Bentley, the one that had the pink interior. Yeah, it, uh, he had a he liked a shot, didn't he, Stephen Ireland? He did. Maybe that's where. And anyway, so Bruno doesn't shoot, rolls it across to Pogba, who finds um, Wambazaka. You kind of think he's blown his chance, don't you? But then he's those spider legs uh, are put to good attacking use, and he gets a great a great ball across. Yeah, I mean, it's just that little tiny burst of pace, like microscopic. Like he's very got that. He's got that. Yeah, of course. And 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 it just worked a tiny half yard, less than a half a yard of space for himself, whipped in the ball. Marcel's movement, I mean, or lack of movement in that case, he's just seeing the defensive liner going deeper ahead of him. He just stays where he is. I mean, it's very route one centre forward play, but again, like nice snappy finish um, from that ball. So, and, and like you say, Fernandez involved in the build-up, Pogba involved in the build-up, and neither of them feeling like they have to shoot even though the options there from them there was a lot I thought there was a lot of patience in this and actually one of the sort of more broad points I was thinking is I'd love to see the data when this is all shaken out but to me it looks like football without fans in the stadium is actually being played quite differently there's 
There seems to me to be a lot more short passing and it does seem to favour. In fact, um, on the coverage of West Ham's game yesterday, they were saying that David Moyes had said something along these lines. It's always upsetting when you agree with David Moyes, but... um, in the oh, yeah. game, by the it, way, but yes. it was anyway. the worst, the worst stepdad ever derby, Moyes versus Mourinho. Um, but the uh, the first time ever that two United managers, two ex United managers, have faced off against each other in history and the history of football. Remarkable stuff. That anyway, um, they were the the commentators were saying that Moyes Tyler was saying that Moyes had said um, that it's not the fittest teams that are doing the best; it's the most technical teams. And United's level of tech versus Sheffield United's level of tech was just on a completely different planet. And yeah, I mean, this may well be... I mean, look, there's a couple of really big factors here. They're, they're not at full fitness yet. Like None of the teams, they had a three-week um, pre-season, basically. It's half the time of normal, and very few of them had any competitive games. United had the two against West Brom and a couple of sort of um, A versus B teams, but hardly anyone has had uh, any real um, games. Um, City didn't have any friendlies, although their third team is probably stronger than half the Premier League uh, and they've come out of the blocks really well. I, sure, I can, I, can, I can kind of believe that it's, it's uh, strong technical teams that are doing well. And then, of course, it's, uh, it's the middle of June, so we've had some heat. I mean, not Today in every game. Was... We didn't have heat when it was chucking it down in Manchester the other day for the City game, but... Um, you know, some of them today it was hot. It's you know really hot. late twenties, yeah. yeah. So that is going to play uh, into it, especially when they're not fully fit. Yeah. The, oh, the other thing I think is really interesting is how um, some managers are using subs. So not not today. I mean, only made five at the same time, which was a kind of interesting way of doing it. Um, uh, the other day, Mourinho made, made only two against United, but there's a school of thought that says, look, if you have five subs. You, you, you can genuinely think about how you're going to use those subs. So traditionally you play your strongest 11 and you make um, tactical or performance or fitness-based substitutions after that. If you change half your team, you can actually think about how you can have a bigger impact later in the game against, against teams that may be tiring when they're not fully fit. And how you do that is kind of interesting. Now, that's not how United set up today, um, but it is a school of thought. Well, yeah, I mean, worth saying that the uh, the five subs today, as it was pointed out to me by um, my friend Dom, Dom Nozaik, um, was Rashford, Martial, Fernandez, Pogba and Greenwood off, Mata McTominay, James, Igalo, Pereira on in the single biggest net drop of quality in the history of a Premier <laughs> League substitution. Now, they're not all terrible players that came on by any stretch of the imagination, but just the fact that there's five players and it was by far our five best players who were all being taken off. Well, it's the ones you'd want to take off. You're, you're, yeah. you're praying for no injuries at that point, aren't you? The, the game is well won. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Ollie's not always the best with his substitutes. I think he's uh, growing into that part of his uh, management game. But yes, it was good to get them all off today after the game was uh, easily won. And in spite of that, United were still good after that, even without those changes. I mean, Sheffield United down tools, clearly, but... I mean, you could see Igalo was pretty desperate for a goal. If he was slightly less desperate for a goal, there was a couple of opportunities to maybe pick a pass um, that would have would have served the team better. But, you know, and it doesn't really matter or anything. But just um, they were still like Dan James, really bright, really kind of creative. One thing that we should probably say after your relentless agenda um, on after the game on Friday night 
is Luke Shaw had a good game in this game and and was part right. of not, not he was not like giving the ball away a lot in attacking phases of play and all those kinds yes, of things. Yes, I know. I mean, he wasn't under a lot of pressure, but yes, he definitely didn't. And and uh, you know, in a similar in a similar vein, after your relentless agenda the other night, David de Gea didn't chuck one in his own net, which was <laughs> well, positive. I, mean, I think you'll agree. So uh, there was what they had four shots. Uh, three blocked, one missed. So one save, one save he had to make. 100%. And, he saved 100% would you, would, of the shots. I know you said you weren't going to mention XG again. Blame me rather than Ed for this. Would you like to guess the XG on the shot that he saved? Uh, 0.05. 0.01. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, hey, it was one the full 0.01. 1 in 100 yeah. shot. Yeah. 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 Um, yes, we, we had a... I'm going to divert the conversation momentarily. Then we'll get back sure. to the third conversation. We had a we were having a WhatsApp group chat about the uh, probabilistic models of where United might finish, and there's about even chance of United finishing um, third and seventh, uh, and yeah. then a distribution in between about like five percent. Um, and uh, I did find it funny. Paul was like, I don't like these odds. 5% chance of finishing seventh. I was like, yeah, this means like one in 20 years from this position, you know, I'd finish that, seventh. I was like, that oh, is dear. a wild. Maths, one, maths 101 for Paul. Back to remedial that, school. That is a wild miscalculation of the tone of my message. Not for the first time that Ed has wildly miscalculated the tone of my message. It's worth saying. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I just, it was, that 5.5% was just slightly higher than I thought. And I didn't, was that for finishing seventh? Because actually, yeah, I mean, seventh. Far, not, it's actually a pretty no, it's low quite chance. High, given the, the one that scared me was 25% chance of finishing sixth. Sixth. Yeah, which is, yeah. you know, we keep looking at Chelsea and, and we talked a lot about Chelsea on the, the last um, game in the preview show. We're looking to, to catch Chelsea and finish fourth, guarantee a spot in the Champions League. Um, we still don't know what will happen with City. Let's assume they they are banned and UEFA and the Corp Arbitration of Sport uphold UEFA's ban. So fifth goes into the Champions League. You know, wouldn't it be deeply, sadly ironic if we're pipped to fifth place by Wolves? And it could happen. Wolves have got a very good running and, and they're looking strong as well. Yeah, they won today again. So they're level on points with us that we have a seven goal better goal difference than them. Actually, I'm saying it doesn't Might matter that Igalo... That yeah, Igalo made that pass. Well, that shot instead of a pass to Mata, who was open. Probably, if we lose out on it by one goal, that'd be bad. I mean, worth saying as well that we're now six points within a collapsing, imploding Leicester City, who are going to have to do a lot better to hold on to. Oh, for third sure, yeah. Place, I mean, Leicester, know. Leicester haven't come out of the traps well. Chelsea, Chelsea will see. They play City tomorrow. It would Massive really game. help us for if City win and City are, are playing really well at the moment. So. I mean, it's we, we did say on the preview show, it's really hard to predict exactly how things will shake out. You know, teams that are not fit, uh, how will home away advantage change, the lack of, uh, lack of fans being there, changing the nature of games and performances, individual and otherwise. I think someone was pointing out that uh, it's a great time for young players, no pressure on them now with no crowd there, they can relax a bit more and... And so on. Anyway, let's talk about the third goal because that was a thing oh. of beauty, wasn't it? Just lovely from Just... start to finish. And, and you know, there was this kind of collective feeling around all of us, I think, about, you know, this was going to be as good a chance as any for that, that awful hat-trick hoodoo to be broken. 
Um, and, and Martial snatched at the one that Pogba probably should have had a crack at after skinning of 15 players or whatever it was that he did in the build-up. Um, but Absolute to- thievery, that was. Yeah. But talking about build-up, the build-up to this goal was just... I mean, this is the dream, isn't it? This is like Manchester United's starting eleven is legitimately good now. And, you know, and it's not perfect and there are weaknesses or whatever, but this is a good team across the board. And this goal really showcased the best of some of our talent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Pogba absolutely fired it into to Bruno, didn't he? It's just such a crisp pass. And, and Bruno doing what didn't quite come off in the first half and, and flicking it around the corner definitely came off this time. Uh, for Martial and the one-two with Rashford was just beautiful, and 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 you mentioned Luke Shaw galloping up on the left wing um, to to make the overlapping run, uh, and Rashford completely ignored him and played the ball inside, which was the right choice. Yeah, it was, but of course it's useful to have him there, isn't it? To to pull defenders' attention and all that sort of thing. And that and what about the finish? From, yeah, I mean that's the other thing, isn't it? Always nice when a goal like that is finished with elegance rather than like just a run-of-the-mill good finish. Um, the, the dink it, over the key. Oh, it's just... I mean, I made a really, 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 really loud noise when that goal went in. <laughs> um, it was... It was, just you, a, was it a squeal? Was it a shout? Was it a No, dorgasm? no, it was, it was guttural. It was quite deep. Um, not like the little giggle I did when Van Hal scared me in the press conference. Um, this was, this was a, a guttural yelp of joy. Um, the the flick from Fernandez is just offensively good. Um, like you say, the ball from Pogba to Fernandez was magic, and then Rashford. I, I think it showed really good awareness because Rashford could have passed to Shaw, or he could have passed it, or he could have had a kind of unfavorable shot. Which, especially given that he'd and had those two chances and blew them, and Martial had the two goals, he could have easily been tempted into that. But he made the absolute perfect choice and. Martial's movement, again, was excellent. Proper centre-forward movement. I mean, it probably all has to be caveated in that Sheffield United were absolutely rubbish. And defensively, on every single goal, they were they were pretty... Well, maybe not the first one, not much you could do there, but they, they were pretty poor. Um, but I think and United made them look poor. They've in that in their back line, which is, definitely hasn't helped them. Uh, Jagielka coming in, um, Egan obviously serving a suspension and uh, injury, wasn't it? And they've had to change keeper. So, yeah, of course, it's not played in their favour and United have played around them a lot in in this game. But, and, and, you know, to no greater effect than than the third goal. Yeah, lovely all round. Yeah. And um, then there was just one, like the, the subs were made, there was one moment where Wan-Bissaka put in a beautiful slid, slid ball to the back post, which nobody gambled on and kind of wished that one of the, the quick young forwards was still on at that point. Um, but overall, couldn't couldn't have been a much better performance, really. Couldn't have asked for much more from United in that game. Battered, the, dominated the possession, obviously created by far the best chances. There's no, um, there's no, there's barely an overperformance against expectation in, in the result. It's about exactly what you'd expect if this game was played a million times. Um, it's going to finish 3-0 to United an awful lot of those times, isn't it? Well, well, sure, but um, not uh, not when you think about expectation around Sheffield United's performances this season. Sure. I mean, you know, they've been really tight. This is what they've built their, their campaign on. 
But yeah, yeah I mean, 68 possession for United, uh, 15 shots to four, six on target, double the amount of passes. I mean, every metric you can think of, United were completely superior mm. uh, in this one. And just a, just a joy to watch. And shame no one was actually there to watch it, except for yeah. 40,000 static faces on the wraparound the stadium, which they made a super effort with, I think. Really good. Yeah, m- much... Uh, there's there's some that are basically glorified advertising hoardings, but uh, United made a, yeah, some ads, but a, a really good effort to bring the fans into it. Yeah, I thought. I mean, obviously the the stand that's on the telly the most, which is the Sir Alex stand, that had every sponsor that United have, all 150 partners or whatever it is, or it certainly had a lot of them. Um, but the Stretford end and K stand, neither of them had any advertising at all, and. There was that, that Samat quote, football is nothing without fans, and the, both the kind of fan... Apparently pi- a Jock Steen quote, but, you know. Hey. Oh, really? Interesting. So was some att- say. Was attributed to Matt Busby on the, uh, on the, on the banner thing, on the rap. Um, but I really liked the three-stripe, too. I thought that was a really nice touch as well, not just having the pictures of fans, but also just acknowledging the kind of iconog... The, the fan iconography of the club, not just the club's own iconography of itself, which is not something it always does. Yeah. So, as good as we'd want it to be, really. No injuries, we don't think. Lots of chances created, more fitness, Pogba and Bruno in the team, goals, a hat-trick for Anthony Martial, a big oh. smile from him, Graham Souness stuffed. Two what Rashford else would we need? Two Rashford assists, a fantastic performance from... Matic, just brilliant, just abs- absolutely, totally and utterly, categorically brilliant performance from Manchester United. Something great we have hardly been able to talk about apart from the 20 w- games which we deliberately <laughs> cherry-picked. <laughs> yes. Um, well, all right. Uh, any, anything more to say before we move to a short break and then get on to the FA Cup game this weekend? No, that's all good. All right, we'll take a break here and we'll be back with uh, Norwich away. If you want more from the show in between shows, check us out on the socials. We are NQAT Pod on Instagram, Ed's at NQAT Pod on Twitter, and we are under our real names on Facebook at No Question About That. So, uh, Norwich lost again today. I think they've they lost. They are bad. Yeah, they, they, they're they bad. are struggling deeply. I mean,. The question then becomes, how seriously is the FA Cup taken at this point? Well, I'm sure given the long break and the questionable fitness of everybody and the the fact that the starting 11 played 77 minutes together today, there'll be quite a lot of changes for the FA Cup. I'd like United to take it seriously. It's a chance of silverware. It's a quarterfinal. I mean, obviously, there's the Europa League to come. We'll see how that works out in August. Um but yeah, I'd like when won the FA Cup for four years, five years, four years. How many years is it? Four or five. Uh, years. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, we won it. Four years. It's great. I, I mean, sadly, there won't be any fans there mm. uh, if you know I make the FA Cup, which will be pretty weird at Wembley. It's a pretty soulless stadium at the best of times, but with no fans, it's going to be even worse. Uh, but yeah, sure, take it seriously. Why not? Yeah, because the Europa League thing is interesting, isn't it? Because it's not really going to contribute to fitness and fixture congestion, really. It's more no, like exactly. we'll put everything into the league and the FA Cup and then see how we're doing and see how seriously, A, we need to take the Europa League yeah. post-season competition and B, 
who's left standing at that point. Yeah, I mean, there'll be, there'll be considerations to be made about the Europa League at that time. Like, right yeah. now, they've had a lot of time off. They are picking up fitness. You make changes because you don't want to have injuries. Uh, yeah. But playing every three days is fine for these players generally because it's a short, compressed period of time. At the Europa League stage, we might know a little bit more about when the next season starts, and it might be a very, very short break. Um, the FIFA Pro are asking for a minimum of three weeks off. I don't think they're going to get that. They might get mm. one and then go straight into it. If we know that by then, he might want to think about how they play the Europa League because you've then got a whole season after that. Yeah, we, and, yeah, and that makes it a double. It makes it a, a very long season. Then you got to think about it. But that's for then. Now, and obviously, I'd like to see the FA Cup taken pretty seriously. Yeah, because obviously, if we um, are qualified for the Champions League then the Europa League is just about how much do you want to win a trophy, which obviously, like, you do. That's a tournament. It could be really fun and could be great buzz and good feeling if United win that tournament. But ultimately, it's, you know, what actually really rests on it, sadly, isn't just the tournament for the tournament's sake. It's what you get out of it. So if we're in the Champions League, then obviously... But anyway, like you say, it's a consideration for down the line. The FA Cup, um, it would be fantastic. It would be a, a... a lovely way to kind of seal the fact that this United team is now kind of a new prospect. You've got, um, you know, even when we signed Fernandez, I think we were kind of both like very excited by his early performances, but it felt like he was having to take the mantle over from Pogba. Now we really have the prospect of going into next season with a, a genuinely good team and them having won the FA Cup and sort of laid a marker down in this back end of this season is, is quite a big deal. But I can't imagine... We're going to see Rashford, Martial, Fernandez, Pogba, and Greenwood all start this game. Much no, as no, it'll like be closer to. to the game. The team that finished the game today with a few other changes. I mean, the other consideration, of course, is there's no reserve team football at the moment, so we're not going to get a whole bunch of kids. It's just the it's just the squad, right? So yeah, the squad yeah. is the squad is a squad, uh, and and so like the twenty five man squad. So it's not it's not going to be loads and loads of kids playing, but it will be quite a few changes, I imagine. Um, you know, I think it's it's likely they change keeper Romero come in. Yeah, definitely. Because I I I'm pretty sure it's like that's your contract. I wonder if Romero would even play in that uh, Europa League postseason. We'll, we'll thing. see. Uh, assume Brandon Williams gets a game, and assume that uh, Eric Bailly gets a game. Yeah. Apart from that, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Is Dallo fit? I mean, he was doing, he had all those training videos on Twitter, so he's been training. Right. With uh, with Bruno Fernandes and Stephen Ireland, <laughs> classic <laughs> um, trio. <laughs> um, so what? What we could see something like Williams, Maguire, because I think he's going to want to drop Maguire. Bay, um, I'm going to say Wan Bissaka, McTominay, Fred, Fernandes, McTominay, Fred, Matic, Matter. McTominay, Fred, Matter. Dan James will play, I imagine. Yep. Igalo will start up front. And I wonder if he'll play Rashford because he's trying to get him among the goals kind of thing. Could do. Yeah, or or he'll play uh, Andres Pereira because he loves him. Someone's got to. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, dearie me. Andres Pereira. I mean, Norwich, their dreadful form going into the break has continued, thoroughly continued after the break. I have to say... I haven't seen them. I haven't watched a great... Like, often... Yeah, well, I watched their game against Southampton. They were bad. Right. What they kind of bad? 
they uh, proper tonking bad. I mean, S- Southampton didn't have to be particularly special to beat them. So mm. um, there's, the, I mean, they've got there's Cantwell. Everyone talks about. He's a nice young player. I, I uh, it feels like a stretch from for me to say Cantwell can suddenly go into a top four or top six side, but maybe you know he looks nice. Max Aaron's are like the right back, but apart from that, they're all championship quality players basically. Mm. Uh, and and then they play this kind of open style as well, which they yeah. very much did against Southampton, and they paid for it. So. Certainly, looking, I haven't seen even highlights from the Everton game yet. Looking at the data, it certainly looks like they didn't create anything meaningful all the way through that game. Um, I mean, Timu Timu Puki started the season in absolutely electric fashion, and also, of course, was like instrumental in Finland qualifying for their first ever major um championships uh, in euro weirdly still going to be called 2020 even though it's played in 2021 for some reason um which that uefa have made some weird decisions over the years but that's got to be right up there it's it's very kind it's of appropriate they don't spend the money on the redesign it, yeah, it's very appropriate for our post-factual society that a tournament taking place in 2021 will be called 2020 <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, anyway um uh, what is probably fairly accurate to say is that Norwich devoid of any kind of like significant motivation. I mean, they could make wholesale changes unless Farker's kind of gone, well, give up now because we're dead and buried in the Prem. So yeah, classically let- you'd expect it. I mean, I don't know whether they have any hope of making a recovery. I mean, they're a long way cut adrift, adrift now. I mean, they're not definitely down, but... Still I mean, only six points because nobody six around point them. Seven games there have been bigger recoveries than that, I suppose, but it just doesn't look like it. I mean, I suppose I suppose they're fortunate that Bournemouth and Villa are just as bad at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Villa have picked up a couple of points, haven't they? And since the restart, they they drew, drew on two One, games. I think. Uh, didn't oh, they? Oh, they drew today. No, they drew, yeah, they they drew, drew today. They drew so yeah. Today, yeah. And Brighton have managed to pull themselves away from the whole mess. Uh, largely thanks to the generous contributions of Arsenal Football Club to the general football community for which they should be praised. Oh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's come back to Arsenal in a second. Carry on. OK. Um, While you've reminded me, I have something to say about Arsenal. All right, good. Um, and yeah, West Ham don't look like they're going to pick up any points from oh, anyone God, ever. I, and I mean, I that, just... that Spurs, I mean, I have to say, not all of the games have been super awesome for understandable reasons. A lot of them do have a pre-season feel. Um, not just a lack of fans, but that Spurs-West Ham game was t- so bad. It was dreadful. It was easily the worst of all the games I've watched. Yes, the two most evil managers in football history combined. The two most ruinous, disastrous humans to ever manage football clubs. No, they're obviously not that, but, you know, oh my... Oh, I watched like the last 20 minutes of that game just in the sort of desperate hope that somehow West Ham would pull an equaliser out of their hat and... Uh, and ruin Jose Mourinho's evening, but they did not do that. Um, yeah. Anyway, all, all this is by way of saying, come on, you cherries or whatever, or Villa, whoever, just send Moyes down. <laughs> yeah, and they're two dreadful owners. Um, anyway, Arsenal, Arsenal, yes. um, Arsenal, uh, who in David Luiz um, have a contender for the worst, most disastrous, most calamitous individual performance in the history of any Premier League game just absolutely specially ruinous what was Arsenal's response to this 
Give him a new contract. He's giving him a new contract. Wow. It's the, the single, that club. I mean, and a lot, the words banter club get thrown around a lot, right? But, and, and it's almost reductive at this point, but that is an absolutely staggering level of commitment to being a banter club. This week of all weeks to give him that contract, that is some real elaborate performance art. Uh, it's, it's special. I mean, they followed it up, of course, because they gave Cedric Suarez, who's been injured the entire time he's been, been with Arsenal, a four-year contract. He's 29. So hmm, not many lessons learned there. Pablo Mari, uh, who we haven't hardly seen at all, who came from Brazilian football, is a Spaniard who's had no career of note, a four-year contract. Amazing. Special. I did. All special. I did. I did see a rumor that there was chat about an Özil contract, but I'm pretty sure that was an <laughs> no, actual I'm, joke. That would be rather special than banter. just them being I'm, a joke. I'm glad they're taking away from our our. Well, I guess you can say it's previous incompetence in this regard. I'm saying previous. So I'm hoping that they are not announcing. I don't know. Let's say a five year contract for Andres Pereira tomorrow. Nice lad doesn't deserve it, but you know, it might uh, happen. But a nice lad who does deserve it is Scott McTominay, who's uh, signed up till 2025 for United. And uh, I'm sure there were some grumbles about that from some corners, but I don't think that's worth paying much mind to. Well earned from McTominay, who's progressed a lot. Anyway, all that is a diversion. Norwich, we're going to spank them, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I am sort of reluctant to predict a really comfortable, confident United win just because I think there'll be a lot of changes and our best players won't be playing. But I do think our sort of second tier is probably enough, especially given there's a chance we might play Norwich's second tier. Um, so I am going to predict a 2-0 Man United win. Ooh, I thought we weren't doing any predictions. We oh, said, did we, we say this... we're not going to do that for the whole of Project Restart? Well, you said it. You said oh. it. And I was like, well, fine. You know, like, if you don't want to get the expert prediction advice from Ed, fine. Go on then. What's your expert prediction for this one? I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say 3 now. It doesn't look right. like we're going to concede a goal. Well, at least on today's <laughs> Oh, no, different, different keeper. Different keeper. So, yeah, we might not. Um, annoyingly. Yeah, I mean, 100% of the goals we've conceded so far are us chucking it in our own net since the <laughs> Absolutely. restart. Absolutely. Um, annoyingly, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold just scored an absolute worldy free kick against what, I'm not even thinking about Liverpool. Just, no, Did just you, not. I, I did greatly enjoy Palace's uh, cut-together trailer about their uh, historic campaign, their historic chance to get a top-ten finish. and uh, Playing their... some other club. Yeah, against some other clubs, really. Very good work, that was. Um, yes, and no, no, I'm not. I don't, even want, I don't want to talk about it. It doesn't exist sorry. for me. The only things that matter are the places between third and seventh and where Absolutely. United finish in that ladder. And who wins the FA Cup. So, exactly. glory, glory, Man United. Um, we'll be back on Sunday. Uh, I guess uh, we'll record on Sunday probably for a Monday show. We tried to get this one out pretty quickly because we we wanted people to get the first-hand joy. Well, you know, I mean, we, we don't have Europa League. We'll be playing Tuesday, Wednesday for the rest of the season. There's a good chance we'll be able to do that more regularly. I yes. hope we never have to record a bloody Thursday night show ever again. <laughs> that would be very nice. Yeah, just to say we might have to record loads of Thursday night shows because of our own personal schedules, but not well, because of Man we'll, United. We'll yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, the, the uh, Europa League will not be played on 
Thursday nights necessarily. It's going to be a mini tournament. It seems like it'll be in Germany or... Yeah, Germany. Uh, yeah, the Liz- Champions League's in Lisbon, right? Is that yeah, right? So yeah, so it looks like it's going to be in, in the rural area of Germany uh, and it'll be no home and away. It'll, I guess we'll have to play that second leg against Lask and then it'll be quarterfinal, semifinal, final. I mean, it's very... That that could be... If we've, like, had a good... Like, if we've qualified for the Champions League, that Europa League mini-tournament is going to be insanely fun. It's going like, to be fun. I'm really excited for that. But anyway, we'll get there when we get there. We'll see you all after Norwich. Have a fantastic few days, everyone. And I'm sure everyone is absolutely buzzing about some really high quality Man United football. And let's also, of course, stay safe, stay well, look after yourselves, look after the people that you can look after and much love. See you next time. Thank you.